The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're excited to have a very special guest. Ed Nevermont is a speaker and an executive consultant that helps great companies grow beyond their expectations. Ed has been one of the most consistently successful executives in business as demonstrated by his notable career achievements. He was the CMO and CRO at General Assembly, the CMO at A Place for Mom, and was the VP of Customer Loyalty at Expedia. He's also been a lecturer covering online marketing and analytics at the University of Washington. And now he's the creator of Marketing BS, which is a newsletter and a podcast and a book that equips marketers with the ideas and skills they need to master the art and science of modern marketing. I'm a subscriber to Ed's newsletter. I highly recommend it. Yesterday, Ed and I talked about defining the concept of what he calls third way marketing, which is the overlap of effective storytelling and the use of data to maximize and optimize your marketing efforts. And today we're going to talk about using third way marketing tactics and why marketing to employees really matters. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Ed Nevermont from Marketing BS. Ed, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Great to be back. Excited to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked about your concept of third way marketing, the blend of the art and the science of marketers, the way that marketing is effective today. Now, there's a lot of different marketing strategies that we can talk about, which are related to using both storytelling and data to optimize your marketing efforts. One of the things that you have talked about a little bit is marketing to employees and why that matters. Let's talk about your strategy. It's a, a hidden secret tactic for you. Why does marketing to employees matter? So marketing employees has always mattered. We don't often call it that. But if you look at what drives the success of a company, clearly your human capital matters a lot. I remember when I started, I started my career at Procter & Gamble. And on the first day, the president of the country came in to talk to us. And he said that if Procter & Gamble had lost like all their manufacturing plants and all their brands tomorrow, but kept their people, he said, we could rebuild this company within a decade. But if we lost all our people, but kept all our brands, we'd be done. Now, I don't know if that's actually true or not, but it feels nice to be told that when you're an employee. And employees clearly, clearly matter for the success of a business. As companies get more technological, that success matters more and more. People talk about the 100x engineer, where a good engineer versus a bad engineer can be 100 times better. No one talks about the 100x better milk or bread or laundry detergent. 
Procter and Gamble's Tide might be better than Gain, which is their lower tier brand. Maybe it's one percent better or two percent better, but it sure isn't hundred x better. But employees can definitely be hundred x more effective than another employee. So getting the right talent in your organization matters a lot. When you're a small company, that means doing employee sales, going and recruiting the people you want to have work for you one-on-one and bringing the right people in the door. But as you get bigger and bigger and bigger, it's harder and harder to manage that at scale. And basically recruiting employees moves from a sales problem into a marketing problem. So as your business scales, this is essentially, it sounds like an HR problem where you have to be able to attract talent to grow your brand. Is this really a human resources when you're talking to marketing to prospective employees, or is it actually marketing to your existing workforce? It's both. The same way when you do marketing, part of the time, traditional marketing, you're trying to acquire customers. But as you do that, a big portion of that marketing hits existing customers as well, and it increases the retention with you. So when Procter & Gamble advertises Tide, part of that is to get new customers to come and buy Tide. But part of it's to get existing customers to feel comfortable who are buying Tide to keep buying Tide and not switch to a competitor. So when you're thinking about marketing to employees, you're marketing both to potential future employees, as well as your existing employee base to keep them happy. And the better you are at doing that, the less premium you need to pay in dollars. When I was at Procter & Gamble, we used to call it the Mickey Mouse discount. Anytime you wanted to, a P&G marketer could probably get a job working for Disney. Mm-hmm. And Disney sounds a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun to market Mickey Mouse than it is to market Pantene. But if you did, the same job doing the same types of activities on a day-to-day basis at Disney was paying roughly 20% less. And the reason why is that P&G had to pay a premium for you to market laundry detergent instead of marketing comic book characters. And at the same time, if you switch from Procter & Gamble to Philip Morris, if you want to go market tobacco, you're going to take a 50% pay boost because they had to pay you a premium in order to market tobacco. So the investment that you're putting into finding your employees is a big one. So it makes sense that you're going to be as efficient as you possibly can in finding those people. You also want to focus on your retention strategy, right? This is similar to doing customer acquisition or customer retention as well. Are the strategies for finding and retaining employees, people that are in your workforce, the same as they would be for your regular run-of-the-mill customer service product? Are you reaching out on Facebook and building some impulse and retargeting? And a special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? 
Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. You know, eventually driving someone into a sales cycle. Talk to me about the difference between consumer-facing marketing and marketing to employees. As we talked about yesterday in the podcast, there's two big types of marketing. There's like the brand marketing, long-term impact, trying to build a brand and reduce your price elasticity of your product. And there's performance marketing, which is, hey, spending a dollar now to get a dollar tomorrow. So there's a performance marketing aspect to recruiting. If you're recruiting call center agents or you want to build more Uber drivers, you want to treat that as a performance marketing problem where what are the recruiting channels that we're using? Are we on Craigslist? Are we on Facebook? Are we on Hired.com? And what type of conversion funnels are we seeing through that funnel through to interviews, through to hires, through to what the lifetime value of that employee is? Like, hey, are the employees we're getting through Hired.com lasting longer than the ones we're getting through Craigslist? Because at the end of the day, it's if the Craigslist employees are costing you $1,000 to recruit, but they're only lasting six months, but the Hired.com ones are costing $10,000 to recruit, but they're lasting 10 years, you can see how the math works. So there's a performance marketing aspect. I think the more interesting side, though, is called the brand building aspect of marketing to employees, which affects recruiting employees, but has a far bigger effect on existing employees. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. I think that the nature of employment has changed dramatically over the last decade. I'll take my experience as an example. I went from being an in-house employee working for growth stage startups to being an independent consultant. Now I run a media business and I don't have any employees in my organization other than myself. I have a lot of contractors and freelancers that are working for me. Do you think that marketing to employees is different now that the notion for much of the workforce has changed from being a W-2 employee, one job, one company relationship to one person can work for multiple companies and freelance and they don't necessarily have to invest in being an employee when they can be a contractor or a freelancer. How has that changed the equation? I don't think it's changed it much. I think a metaphor would be like advertising on television. So the trend you're suggesting is actually happening. People are more likely to go becoming contractors versus full-time employees, but it's still a very small percentage of the workforce. The vast majority of employees are still employees or effectively employees. We saw the same thing happen as TiVo launched and people started fast-forwarding through commercials. Ever since then, which was 15 years ago, people have been saying television is dying and we need to find a new marketing channel and it doesn't make sense to advertise on television anymore and it's all changing. And television started decreasing 15 years ago. Viewership decreased. But even today in 2021, people still watch, even with Netflix and Disney Plus and Paramount Plus and fast streaming, people still watch a lot of advertising-driven television. A lot. And it's still a humongous channel 15 years after it was declared dead. And I think when you talk about marketing to employees and like, hey, what about contractors? Does that change things? And it does, but it's very marginal. Amazon hires hundreds of thousands of employees every year. What was it 400,000 employees they hired last year? I mean, don't quote me on that number. It was a big number. Those are employees. And figuring out how to do that better and reduce your churn rate of your employees ends up mattering a lot. And traditionally, it's sat in the HR function and it hasn't been a high priority for an organization. But I think it's because the quality of employees mattering more and more and more has become more about a tech-driven society that it's becoming almost so important that it can't just sit in HR. Yeah, my thought is when we talk about the workforce, the overlap of marketing specifically, a lot of what we're doing is automating. 
we require less people most of the time, at least in tech businesses. And so who is your actual operator and their skill set becomes more important, right? If you get a great employee or a great contractor, a great freelancer, somebody with a really valuable skill set, they can do the work of three, five, 10, 100 people where, you know, it used to be a one-to-one relationship. You would need one body for one unit of output. Not necessarily the case now that we have all the great technology available to us specifically in marketing. Ed, last question for you today. When we started this conversation, we started talking about marketing to employees. My thought was that this is going to turn into an employment advocacy conversation, using your employees to promote your products or services. It seems like that's a developing marketing channel. Obviously, you want your employees to come in and be happy and to do a great job because there's painful switching costs. But marketers or employees can also be great marketing channels. Have you seen any changes or do you have any thoughts on employee advocacy and using your employees as a marketing channel? It feels like that's one of those, like the white whale that people chase over and over again. It's a bit like viral marketing. Viral marketing exists. You can get your customers to promote to other customers, but it's usually built into the function of the actual product itself. So email, when Hotmail launched, every time you sent an email with Hotmail, there was an ad for Hotmail at the bottom and Hotmail spread virally very, very effectively. Dropbox, very, very effective viral product. But it was the product itself that was viral. When a normal company says, hey, you know what? We sell this t-shirt. We sell t-shirts or jackets or boots. How do we get our customers to promote our product for us and get them to spread the word? Well, those impacts tend not to be super effective and they tend to be very marginal. There's stuff you can do, but generally, if you make a really good product and people want to talk about it and your product is naturally talked about, it'll spread that way if it won't. Getting employees to market for you feels an awful lot like, hey, how do we get our customers to go and market our boots for us? There are ways you could do things on the margin, but generally the best way is if you have a product that's very cool and your employees are very, very happy, spread will happen that way. The most effective way is really having your employees do actual recruitment. Basically treat your employees as a sales function for recruiting more employees rather than a marketing function. Well, hey, look, your employees, the people that work in your organization are incredibly important. They are the engine that make the car run. So it makes sense to invest in your marketing to not only find them, but retain them as well. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Ed Nevermont, creator of Marketing BS, for joining us. In the third part of our interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Ed and I are going to talk about why real fidelity matters for marketers. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Ed, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Ed Never, E-D-N-E-V-E-R, or you could visit his website, which is marketingbs.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.